In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other hope fight for us, save but you, our God. In this episode, we will be looking at a general understanding of prayer. The excerpts that I'm reading here will come out of the book, My Catholic Faith. Following this episode, I have a plan to do at least a few more episodes going in depth into different types of prayer, and in particular, mental prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is the lifting up of our minds and hearts to God. Prayer is loving conversation with God. The mere thought of God is not prayer. Devils think of God, but they do not pray. In prayer, we concentrate all the powers of our souls and elevate them to God. Is it not an honor to be allowed to talk to the President of our country? But at any moment, we can talk to God Almighty in prayer. He has no hours of appointment. He has no secretaries to forbid our entrance into his presence. God not only permits but commands us to pray. Prayer is a privilege and a duty. And he also told them a parable that they must always pray and not lose heart. Luke 18.1 God wants us to talk to him at any hour of the day and night, and even of the most trifling things. The more often we speak to him, the better is he pleased. Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Prayer includes every kind of divine worship, reception of the sacraments, hearing mass, attending sermons, benediction, vespers, etc. All devotions of the church are prayers. Prayer is a means by which we obtain God's help. No man can be just who does not pray. Prayer is a recognition of the Creator and His power. Why do we pray? We pray, number one, to adore God, expressing to Him our love and loyalty. This is the prayer of praise. We have to praise God for His infinite perfections. The Church praises Him unceasingly. The Gloria and Sanctus in the Mass, the Te Deum and the Gloria Patri are all prayers of praise. The Blessed Virgin prays God in the Magnificat. We must adore God as becomes reasonable human beings. Chain prayers are foolish. We pray, number two, to thank Him for His favors. This is the prayer of thanksgiving. All we have comes from God, and we are obliged to render Him thanks. Too many take his favors for granted and neglect to thank him. Christ himself complained when he healed ten lepers, for only one returned to give him thanks. If somebody picks up a pencil we have dropped, we hasten to thank him with a smile. But for God who made us and keeps us in health and happiness, we are stingy. A te deum is sung for occasions of psalm thanksgiving. We pray, number three, to obtain from him the pardon of our sins and the remission of their punishment. This is the prayer of contrition. This is penitential prayer, as the miserere. It is a form of petition, for by it we ask God to forgive us. The good thief prayed, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Luke twenty-three forty-two. And how well and quickly he was rewarded. God never forgives our sins without contrition. 
We pray, number four, to ask for graces and blessings for ourselves and others. This is the prayer of petition. God wishes us to ask him for all that we need, spiritual or temporal. He is not ignorant of our needs. He knows them better than we do. But he prefers to have us ask him so that we may not take his favors for granted, but recognize our dependence. Christ himself used a prayer of petition in the garden and on the cross. The Christians prayed for the deliverance of Peter when he was in prison. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.13 How should we pray? We should pray, number one, with attention. We should remember to whom we are talking and avoid deliberate distractions. Let us prepare ourselves before prayer. Let us assume a reverent posture and forget earthly distractions. To be properly attentive, we must pay attention to the words we say and to God who hears. In order to be pleasing to God, we must pray in the name of Jesus and in accordance with his will. We must therefore pray for whatever is for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. The church prays always in the name of Christ, through Christ our Lord. Our Lord promised, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. John 16:23. We should pray, number two, with the conviction of our helplessness and our dependence upon God. We should humbly acknowledge our nothingness, our unworthiness, and God's greatness. The prayer of him that humbleth himself shall pierce the clouds. Remember how Christ praised the publican who humbly struck his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We are entirely dependent on God, our Creator. Whatever he refuses us, we cannot have. Without me, you can do nothing. John 15.5 We should pray, number three, with a great desire for the graces we beg of him. It is far from polite to a fellow man to ask him for something, and at the same time to act as if we did not care whether he granted our request or not. How much more reprehensible such an action would be before Almighty God. To prove our great desire for the favor we ask, we must be sure to possess a pure heart, to be in the state of grace. Even the prayer of sinners is profitable, especially when they are sorry for their sins. But the purer our heart is, the better is God disposed to hear our petitions. Who would have the temerity to enter a king's presence clad in filthy and torn garments? Yet in praying with an impure heart, a man would be doing much worse, coming into the presence of God with a stained soul. We should pray, number four, with loving trust in his goodness. We should have confidence filled with a firm belief that God will grant our prayer, if it is for our good. God loves to see faith, confidence, and trust in our hearts. At the same time, we should be resigned to God's will. We must leave to God's good pleasure the granting or withholding of our wish, how and when he would grant it. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Arise and hurl thyself into the sea, and does not waver in his heart, but believes that whatever he says will be done, it shall be done for him. Mark 11.23 Our Lord prayed in the garden, Not my will, but thine be done. He had asked that the chalice might pass from him, but left the answering of the petition to his heavenly Father. God knows best what is for our good. We ought not to dictate to him how and when to answer our prayers.
We should pray, number five, with perseverance. Even if our petition is not immediately granted, we should not stop praying. We must always pray and not lose heart. Luke 18.1 Our Lord himself told the parable of the man who continued knocking and thus actually forced his friend to give him what he wanted. St. Monica prayed for 18 years for the conversion of her son. After that, he became a doctor of the church and a great saint, St. Augustine. Our Lord also gave us the example in this. After having labored all day, he frequently passed the night in prayer. For whom should we pray? We should pray especially for ourselves, for our parents, relatives, friends, and enemies, for sinners, for the souls in purgatory, for the Pope, bishops, and priests of the Church, and for the officials of our country. We should pray for ourselves, for all our needs of soul and body. We should particularly pray for those whom we love, our parents, brothers and sisters, friends and relatives, benefactors and superiors. But like the saints, we must also pray for our enemies, and we must make reparation by praying for all whom we may have injured. We should pray for the church, for all its spiritual and temporal needs, that it may be established in all hearts, that pagans, heretics, and sinners may be converted. We should say prayers for the Holy Father, our bishop, and our priests, that they may grow in the love of God and the faithful performance of their duties. We must pray for our departed brethren, the souls in purgatory, that they may seek God soon. We should pray for our country and our temporal rulers, that their power may be used for the good of the people and the glory of God. We should always pray that God's will may be done by all, that virtue may flourish everywhere. Pray for one another that you may be saved, for the unceasing prayer of a just man is of great avail. James 5.16 How do we know that God always hears our prayers if we pray properly? We know that God always hears our prayers if we pray properly because our Lord has promised, If you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. God never forgets a promise, and how often he has promised to answer prayer. Our Lord promised, Ask and it shall be given you. All things, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Amen, amen, I say to you, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done to you. God answers our prayers more quickly if they are accompanied by some sacrifice or mortification to show our humility and earnestness. A prayer is more powerful with God if several join in the petition, and if those who pray are just. If two of you shall agree on earth about anything at all for which they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. Matthew eighteen nineteen. Why do we not always obtain what we pray for? We do not always obtain what we pray for either because we have not prayed properly or because God sees that what we are asking would not be for our good. In the latter case, God will grant us something better. No prayer is offered in vain. God is like a kind and wise father who gives his child fruit instead of the knife he is crying for. Everyone who asks receives, Matthew 7, 8. St. Ignatius said, Pray as if all depended on God. Work as if all depended on self. If we pray for favors or help, we must also do all we can to carry out our wishes. For example, if we pray for the recovery of a loved one, we must get the best medical help we can. How many kinds of prayer are there? 
There are two kinds of prayer, mental prayer and vocal prayer. Mental prayer is that prayer by which we unite our hearts with God while thinking of His holy truths. This kind of prayer is also called meditation. In it, we spend time thinking of God or of certain truths He has revealed, and by such meditation we hope to become better. Priests and religious have daily meditation. Vocal prayer is that which comes from the mind and is spoken by the lips. We can also pray in song, by means of hymns and other religious music. The public prayers of the church are vocal. Vocal prayer is both useful and necessary. Our body, as well as our soul, must give homage to God. But praying with the lips alone, without the spirit, is worthless. That is, lip service. May we use our own words in praying to God? We may use our own words in praying to God, and it is well to do so often. In prayer, we may use authorized forms that we have learned, or we may speak to God in our own words according to the dictates of our heart. We should speak to God from time to time in our own words, for they seem more fitted to our needs and feelings than set forms. We should speak to Him like a child to its father. It is not necessary to say long prayers. God regards not the length, but the fervor, not the time spent, but the love. Are distractions in our prayers always displeasing to God? Distractions in our prayers are not displeasing to God, unless they are willful. If we try to pray well and to keep distractions away, but in spite of all our efforts we do not succeed, God is not displeased. A busy mother, even at prayer, may have an undercurrent of thought about the children's lunch. A businessman who has several important decisions to make would very likely be distracted in prayer. Prayers said with willful distractions are of no benefit to us. They are like a phonograph record we played at God. Since with such prayers our hearts and minds do not go up to God, and our will is not in God, they cannot be true prayers. It is sinful to pray with willful distractions. It is foolish because it is only a waste of time, during which we finish nothing else anyway. Our Lord said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Matthew 15.8 When and where should we pray? We should pray always and in all places. Christ said, Whether you eat or drink or do anything, do all for the glory of God. Pray without ceasing. Even when we are not on our knees, we should pray while we work. Even if it is mental work, we can stop once in a while to raise our hearts up to God. We should offer our work as a prayer to God by directing our intention and often renewing it. Ejaculatory prayer using short exclamations is most helpful. Some good ejaculations are, Blessed be God, all for thee, my Jesus, my God and my all, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. We can pray at home, at work, in the company of others, even on the street. The best place to pray is in the church because it is the house especially consecrated to prayer. We ought to say especially our morning and night prayers, grace at meals, and the Angelus three times a day. We should also pray when we are tempted, in misfortunes, danger, or need, and at the beginning of every important undertaking. This brings us to the end of this episode on prayer. In the next episodes, we'll be going more into depth, especially on mental prayer. How to do that, how to avoid distractions, how to deal with distractions, and things of that nature.
In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.